The Weekly Dish podcast is presented by Common Ground Minnesota. Food and farming conversations from Minnesota women in agriculture. Learn more at commongroundminnesota.com or follow them on Instagram at commongroundminn. Hey, everybody, it's Steph March for Common Ground Minnesota. Listen, food brings out the passion in people, so let's talk about food together. Common Ground Minnesota is an online resource for you to do that, and it's 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 run by volunteer women farmers from Minnesota of all walks. We're talking big farms, small farms. We're talking dairy. We're talking produce. These women in agriculture are growing and raising the food that we all eat. We love to have a chat with them about what it, what it means to be sustainable and what does it mean when they're using pesticides and why are they doing it. All of this is available at Common Ground Minnesota website. It's commongroundminnesota.com. And then on that new website, you guys, there are videos, there's you know FAQs, there's topics, there's a great blog, all sorts of things, and recipes. And farm dogs, too, by the way. So there you go. Commongroundminnesota.com is your great resource for everything food and families and farms. Don't forget, check them out on Instagram at commongroundminn. One time is it. Welcome to Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. This is my Talk 1071, and we are here to talk about all the fun food things. Happy Halloween weekend! Happy Halloween, Spooky. friends! I uh, heard the thriller with Vincent Price already. Oh, you did? I did, and it made me feel very spooky. Yes. Um, I also heard the Nightmare on My Street by Will Smith. Oh, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. You know, the 80s song. So that no, was. No, I don't remember that one. Oh, boy. I know. I don't know if I remember that one. It's something I mean... in the Nightmare on My Street. Oh. Do, do, do. It was kind of atmospheric a okay. little bit. Okay. I remember, I mean, like I've heard Thriller, you know, yep. and um, Somebody's Watching Me. That was a classic. I always feel like. Somebody's oh, and of course, me. the Ghostbusters. Dun, 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 so dun. many Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call? Yeah. Ghostbusters. There's a ton of, I mean, don't you think, what do you think of the top costumes that you're going to see around town tonight? For sure, Squid Games. Tons of Squid Games, but I almost feel like there's the, the. so I was reading this thing last night and people, or maybe it was a meme or something, but somebody was like, there's so much like talk about there not going to be a Squid Game here that there's going to be so much Squid Game that there probably will be like oh, none. Squid Game backlash. Yeah, it's a backlash. Like, and it all happened within like three seconds. There has been your Fox 9 costumes were real cute. Yeah. You guys were 90s kids. Yeah, they were. Yeah, it was celebrating the 91 blizzard. And, um, yeah, being a 90s kid, and that was clearly just my own clothes. And did Molly King help you guys? Because I thought I saw... She helped them. I Literally, you understand, those were my clothes. <laughs> I did see that. Uh, yeah, those were out of my closet. Like, I that liked was your story. My fa- that was my favorite flannel and my favorite Toad the Wet Sprocket concert tee, which, of course, I slept in. And then, um, and then I, fi- I dug out some old jeans that I had, which, you know... Your hair was cute. 
the hair was funny because it's like you pulled out those front strands and 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 then it was like god we used to do that and it's so annoying <laughs> i was like literally halfway through kelly and i she's like you nailed the hair and i'm like yeah but it, it's already bugging me like how did i do this you know but it was fun um i also have to say did you see the gilligan promo from the jason show i saw them live because i was there so i it saw all epic. of them except for i saw jason from afar so i didn't see it but it was great but i loved uh mary or ginger of course uh kendall Mark. kendall was running around and she was like because we did our segment and we had dunkaroos on set and she's like running around going dunkaroos dunkaroos i'm like you're breaking character you can't do this you can't did be- you did you demonstrate dunkaroos well we had them they oh. They like they had them in the Fox Nine studio, dude. So oh. we did '90s food, and I won't do a segment on '90s food because I mean it's just funny. But it, there is like the espresso martini is coming back. Oh, I just had one. Yeah, at Gianni's. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, at Red Rabbit is where, like I said, they have great <clears throat> espresso martinis. But everyone's doing espresso martinis like it's like some new thing, and it's like no, no, remember. Well, and the also 90s. the Cosmos. I've been yeah, seeing Cosmos, Cosmos again, and too. I feel like that's because Sex in the City's in the news anyway. So. Yeah, maybe, but. There's also, um, you know, I mean, things like the chicken Caesar salad. That was like a huge thing in the 90s that, you know, now is like completely there, is still around today, obviously. Quiche. Quiche. Lorraine. Uh, yep. That was, yeah. Well, it was sort of like the 90s was like the beginning of the food movement. It's like when we started to get really chefy restaurants. I mean, it was like, you know, Auriga opened in the 90s. Yeah. And that was like that whole moment of where there was a chef running a restaurant and then it was an important moment. So, you know, besides like the very obvious um gino's pizza rolls you know what i mean and things like that that is like there's the junk food section of it and then there's like you know the actual food movement section of it which was interesting so that was a good so then we had dunkaroos but the best part is they had dunkaroos in the building like they were in the fox nine cafe and so it was kind of funny that they were like wait these are here i'm like yes you guys can have these every day (laughs) dunkaroos dunkaroos so did you see the French Dispatch movie? So I saw the French Dispatch last night. I went, I've been writing all day yesterday and my brain was fried and I realized I just need to get out of my house. And so I just drove and I went and I, I saw it. And this is the Wes Anderson this movie is the new about Wes Anderson. the New Yorker magazine or it's, styled yeah, after the New Yorker. It's not about the New Yorker, but it's definitely an homage. And I will say that there's, it's, it's just a love letter to storytelling. And I have to say, he's a great storyteller. I and think. I love Wes Anderson and yeah. so does my family. And I saw the promo, the trailer. Yeah. I didn't love the, tra- like I had you no can't idea understand. what was happening. I know. And I was, I will, I'll tell you that I kind of had forgotten because I knew I've known about this movie. Obviously it's been supposed to be released 2020 and I was, so I kind of had been sitting, I remembered about it, but I didn't really remember that it was like a magazine homage and it works like that. There's like stories within stories. It's like a, ma- it's like you're reading Three stories. You're reading the film. Okay. And it's, it's sounds good. It's wonderful. I loved it. I, and I know that he is for sure a love hate proposition. Yeah. People either love him or they can't stand it. And I am a super fan. We've been lovers. And in fact, my costume tonight is a derivative of one of his movies. Um, but there is something about, um, the way there's one segment where there's a food section segment. And so there's a story of a chef, but it's really the story of a telling of a police chef. And, you know, someone who cooks for the policemen and it's sort of a roundabout and it's a beautiful, the, you know, Jeffrey Wright, who's the actor, I think it's Jeffrey Wright. Um, uh, he does this beautiful portrayal of this man. And there's a sort of this connection between this man and the chef 
uh, this writer. And it's an interesting moment. There's a couple interesting moments that I think I read in Esquire. One of the writers there was like, that was the movie of the, that was the moment of the film. And I'm like, that's only because you're a food writer. Like, you know, dude, like try to try to like expand your scope a little bit. But I thought it was, I loved it. So hopefully okay. I'm sure we'll go see it. There are moments in that they're like, there's like a brief food scene. Cause you know, in West, he does these food scenes. Like in, even in Isle of Dogs, when the sushi chef is preparing the sushi, like there's a moment movie. that just captivates you. Right. And this is a moment that it also captivates you, but it's not food porn because it's literary. Right. It's great. I loved it. I was all afraid. right. All right. Um, so you get an award for having three costumes in one day, by the way. Or one, three costumes one in a 48-hour period. Yeah, no, I, I'm going. The first one was nostalgic, the 90s thing. This one is is a pun. Of, and the third one is, a, you know, like a literate, like a literary reference, which no one's going to get either. And then, um, and then the and like, the only thing I'm not doing is like the sexy costume, which that's fine. <laughs> So, yeah, I think, okay. I, I don't know. When do we leave the sexy costumes um, behind? I think when I'm you turn wondering. 50, I don't know. <laughs> when you decide that the last thing you want to do is jam your goodies into something, you know, I don't know. I just, I feel like, I feel like there's, and I feel like there's a lot of good ones out there. I feel like there's going to be a lot of Ted Lasso's and I'm okay with I've it. seen a few Ted Lasso's. My son-in-law is going to be Ted Lasso. And so my little sweet Yaya is going to be uh, a soccer ball. Like she's going to be wrapped in a soccer so your ball. Your little Yaya is yeah. the little kid? Yeah. Well, is that her Lila. nickname? Yeah. So we call her Yaya? Yeah, she's my Cute. Yaya. And, um, and, and so I think there's going to be a lot of Ted Lasso's. I think there's going to be, I do think there's going to be some squid games. I think there'll be some Fauci's out there. You know, oh, I think there'll be sure, some coronavirus. Some you know, sort of things. How would you be the coronavirus? Just that weird picture with yeah, all the, the red spike spiky proteins. things, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think is like the scariest costume you've ever seen? Um, Donald Trump. Oh, that's a good one. Just sorry, but I think that's a good scary costume. Fauci could be a scary for people too, like, you yeah. know, or a vaccine mandate. Yeah. Could be scary. Right. I don't Not know. Not to get all political, but those are usually the scariest things for me. Yeah, I feel Biden like Biden could be scary for some people. The who? The Biden. Yeah. Yeah. You went right to political. I know, because that's what scares me is okay. politics. Because <laughs> it's so out of your control. <laughs> um Okay, and then I think there's always like uh who in pop culture besides Squid Game and Lasso and Britney Spears could make a comeback. Yeah, free I did Britney. see a couple free Britneys actually. Um, um on the on different news channels. Uh, I'm trying to think of other like pop culture thing. Oh, Kim Kardashian, all black with the black oh, the, face mask. That's it from the Met Gala. Yeah, that's a big one. I think we're like see. black, the high waist. There's a black. lot of those suits out there. Yeah, you can just wear an all black suit with a face mask. And you're having, you're not. Are you going to tell us what you're going to? You don't know yet. Uh, well, I'll just give you a preview. Okay. Stephanie and I are trying to decide. A listener heard me lamenting about our costume situation last week and texted me on Twitter and said, "Hey." I ordered a costume from Amazon and there's two extras in the box and I tried to give them back, but they said to just keep them. So do you want them? So I went to her house on Sunday and picked him up. Our friend Catherine that listens and it was was it Ladykin, Catherine Nelson. Oh, uh, there's probably a lot of Catherine Nelson's. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so it was I had two to choose from. So I took them both. One is the Grim Reaper costume. Yeah. And the other is the butterflies. So Stephanie and I are trying to decide. I think maybe you should be. A grim reaping butterfly, maybe. <laughs> so wear the wings, like mash like it the up. the wings over the grim reaper costume. It's that's actually death and rebirth. What do you think about that? 
Wow. You could get real so metaphorical. Creative. I know, that's what I do. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. You guys, when we come back, we are going to continue a little Halloween chatter. We're going to talk about some things happening around town. Also, uh, some tricks and treats you might want to prepare at home if you're having a party tonight or if you're just even having friends over tomorrow. So we'll be right back. This is the weekly dish on My Talk 1071, brought to you by Knop Creek. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. The theme this year is Buddy Up for Breast Cancer because no one should fight it alone. That's why My Talk 1071 is teaming up with Southern Lights and your mammography experts at Health Partners Park Nicollet. All during the month of October, you can visit the My Talk website and get hooked up with resources and ways you can donate to help find a cure. Buddy up with a friend, a spouse, or a loved one and remind each other to get a mammogram or donate to the cause. No one should fight cancer alone. So women, buddy up and fight together. Southern Lights and Health Partners and Park Nicollet are in the battle with you and so are we. For information and resources, go to mytalk1071.com keyword awareness. Find your favorite style. I just put up a poll on my Stephanie's Dish Instagram with a picture of the butterfly or the Grim Reaper. Okay. So people can vote. And then afterwards, because we're going to the cookbook swap today, which is going to be at Malcolm Yards at one o'clock. They, I believe, are selling tickets at the door. It's a $15 ticket. It's not much at all. 100% of the proceeds go to Second Harvest Heartland. Malcolm Yards, if you haven't been, Kurt and I went last weekend and had lunch and just such a fabulous. It's like the food hall I always wanted. It's such a great execution of it. It really is. It is. It's a wonderful place, and it's it's a lot of fun. Um, and if you are going, um, I know a couple people had asked to drop off books and just scoot, and you can sure. do that too, um, because we are donating to the St. Paul College, um, and they're going to come pick them up. So it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. And if you're in costume, great. If you're not, no sweats. Yeah. You know, just come and hang out if you want. If you want to bring a recipe card, do yeah. that. We'll put it in the fishbowl. Yeah. Uh, I've got a couple spares here that Stephanie will be furiously filling out after the show. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Let's just say I spray painted a tie at 7 a.m. this morning because <laughs> that's what I do. Like, just no time for everything. Um, but it is spooky, spooky Halloween. I am excited by the fact that it's like this is I was talking to the news kids yesterday and we all kind of realized like. I had more things to put into the feed than I've had in a long time. Like, this is our first real public coming out, coming out holiday of the high we're all vaccinated season. So it's kind of interesting. There's like downtown is going to be packed. Every brewery, every distillery. I could not even add all the events on my feed. Well, and I did read this week that 73 percent of the Twin Cities population is vaccinated. Yeah. So that's well, and I think high. a lot of people are wearing masks, even if they're not sure. like masks, masks. I know that they're not as good as an N95, but let's be honest, it's going to stop a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And there are places I would remind you guys, if you are going out tonight, take a picture of your vaccination card. Like even if you have yes. one on your phone, just do it right now. And so that it's at the top of your picture queue, because a lot of places may you may not understand or didn't see it on the thing. They may require that for entry. The kids and I went to the Dakota and they had to turn around halfway there because they forgot their Vax cards. I'm like, don't you have these on your phone, people? Who are the kids? Ellie and Kate. Yeah. And that's the thing is you sort of have to just I feel like. And here's a tip because I tell them in your notes on your phone, you can attach a picture. Yeah. So you can so that you don't have to scroll through all your things. And then you attach the picture. So it's always right there when I have you a, get asked. It's because I have a Google, I have a Google phone and I have Google Photos. You know, that's my photo app basically. And I just have an album 
So then I open my photo uh, and I can go straight to the album, which is just mine yeah. and vax card. and people's vax cards. So that's just a, that's a couple tips. Did you know notes are searchable? Um, I don't on use your phone notes. Though. Yeah, if you yeah. have an iPhone, the yellow note app is searchable. So if you have the vaccine picture in there you and you've got vax. lots of notes, you just search vax. Good. Good idea. Um, I don't know if you heard there are some. So this is one thing I do love. I love that restaurants that a few restaurants in our mix get into the game. Oh, boy. Dress did a few up, ever dress up as other restaurants. Right. And I think that's always so fun. And of course, our favorite has always been uh, animales. Boy, did they go all out for McDonald's this year. McDonald's. McDonald's. Sorry to get the <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> he, he has the Mc, what does he call the Big Mac? I don't know. He's got his fake Big Mac. Or you get a McDonald's Yeah, it's a, it's a McDonald's yes. burger. Did I just call it McDonald's? You said McDonald's. Okay, yeah, there's a whole mashup there. I'm just going to call him from now there was a whole the mashup. rest of our lives. Yeah, it was pretty good. McDonald's Wiffley. Right. So that's going to be Animale's <laughs> burger. But they're doing that at the burger truck this year at Bauhaus. In the years past, it's been at the Animale's barbecue. But since it's a, he has now a burger truck at Bauhaus, that's where it's going to be. And I have a couple friends who texted me last night after I shared the story. And they were like, oh, my God, it's going to be Packed. And like, it's only yes. Saturday. It's just today. Yeah, because we were going to go, and then it's like we don't have time with all the stuff we you have going on. You could probably go, but here's the thing: you're going to be. I in know line. it's going to be. And they have outfits. They have costumes. Oh, yeah. They have like counter service outfits. Yeah. and they no, have they signs. Have, yeah, not not McDonald's because that's not what it's based on. But <laughs> it's McDowell's. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and then the Animales Barbecue, the original spot, you know, over by Abel Brewing, actually on Sunday is turning into a Jimmy John's. Which I think I'm going to go get a sandwich for sure. You know, I don't know. That's one I'm excited for because there's also going to be a lot of fun stuff there. How clever. I know. Um, but also, uh, here's a couple other ones that are doing, who are dressing up differently. We have Meteor Bar has become One-Eyed Willie's Pirate Cave. And I think I might stop by there on my way home tonight from my other gig because I would just, it's the Goonies. Yeah. It's I the Goonies. It. Which I love the Goonies. Did you love the Goonies? You're not. You don't seem to be as excited as I am. I. I mean, I liked. Yeah, I liked. Yeah, it's kind of like Granum. Not Granimals. Um. Yeah, not Granimals. <laughs> what is it? The Gizmo. What that Gizmo? What was that movie where it had the Gizmo little like? Oh, Gremlins. Yes, it's kind of <laughs> like that for me. <laughs> that was like six degrees of separation for that. Yep, you're good at playing the game. I love it. I know. I think we better is living we better, in my life. Well, we better be tuned after like, thirteen like, years. Only funny thing is, is I'm spending some more time with my sister because we're working out together and she's doing a lot of the same things. And like I'm doing her like we're doing it. Oh, where really? I know exactly what she's talking about. Oh, my God. OK, a couple more ones that we wanted to talk about. Soul Bowl. By the by the way, Meteor is uh, One-Eyed Willie's all weekend. So it's today oh, even and Sunday. T- tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. So you can pop over. There's a truffle shuffle competition at midnight, if you know what that is. And uh, there's just, I think if you dress as a character, you get like a prize or a drink or something. Uh, Soul Bowl is becoming Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Did you ever see that yeah, show in Nickelodeon? I, I mean, that is like, what's his buckets from SNL? Um, Keenan Thompson. Yeah, that's like when he's like a teenager. It mm-hmm. is insane to see the trailer on that one. And so they're doing good burgers and they've got a whole bunch of different shakes and stuff like that and fun things, which I think is great. I think that's fun. Um, and then and that uh, that one, too, you guys like these are the ones that you need to you need to. This one is at from 7 to 10 p.m. tonight. And this is like these things are going to sell out like people get in line, I think, you know, and kind sure. of like wait for it. One of the ones I would I would totally go do if I wasn't already booked, and mainly because I have this jacket on, my fringy leather. But 
Forgotten Star Brewing up in uh, Fridley is doing the Forgotten Star Country Bar. And they're having a rootin' tootin' uh, party. And they have like a mechanical bull. They've Fun. got Big Buck Hunter. They've got uh, Hitchville, a local band, you know, doing stuff. And I just think that it's like, it's all cowboy. I wonder if we can country line dance. Yeah, I, I bet you can. I bet Two you will. steps, I got it. You got it. I think that's kind of fun, too, the idea of doing these, like, singular theme instead of just Halloween party, like, a theme party. So, like, Hewing is doing Studio 54. Oh, I wish I could go to that. I really? I want to go to a disco dance party <sighs> so bad. I know. And it's I only had, tonight. I know. And I have the stuff tonight. You have stuff. I have stuff. I know. I, know. I committed to my stuff before Maybe I said I would. Maybe we can get them to do it again, like, in holiday season. Because wouldn't yeah. it... As a 50-year-old woman, sorry, but there's just like nowhere to go and dance. No. And to wear like slinky, fun, sexy costume outfits and go dance disco-y. I know. I know. And I would have been able to like use the crimper. In fact, I was trying to get other people to borrow the crimper. Well, I I think I outfitted one of my friends with my Halston uh, pantsuit. Yes. And then I gave her my big fuzzy jacket. That's my black and blue one, which I haven't worn. It's like, God, it's so good. I haven't worn it. I dug it out when I moved. I was like, oh. I'm going to wear it to the radio some morning. You're going to see it. But anyway, and I would have done that for sure. That's a great dress up. And then, of course, like Prize, we've talked about this, but they're doing their um, Prize Brewing is doing a just a vampire party. And I think that's kind of fun, too. Like, and they're they're releasing their Miraculum, Blood Orange Miraculum with glitter in it. Like, that drink is going to be cool. Yeah, I looking. love that beer. And just a ton of vampires. So I think that's fun. If you're thinking about going out this weekend, there's let's just say this. There are no lack of things for you to do. I'm going to do that tomorrow. You're going to go to Prize? I'm going to go to Prize, and then I'm going to go to Jimmy John's at Anamale's. You're going to do it. Yeah, tomorrow is a little less. Like Maybe stop at Meteor on the way home. Yeah, and cause you, but you have to get to your door. What time are you going to answer your door? Oh, that's a good question. I don't even have candy yet. You don't? Oh, <laughs> you're going to have to get to Target right after this. All right, well, we're going to take a break. You guys are going to be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1. Hello, Weekly Dishers. Spring is sprung, and that means the best-tasting wild-caught seafood is available from Sitka Salmon. You may have heard us talk about Sitka Salmon before on the show, and that's because we are huge fans. Sitka Salmon standards for quality are unrivaled in the industry because, you see, Sitka Salmon is a community-supported fishery. The fish they process for you to eat are caught by a collective of small boat fishermen, fisherwomen, and families. Some of these families have been fishing for multiple generations. And knowing the boat your fish comes from is not typical of most fish you buy. When you buy a Sitka salmon share, you're getting the freshest quality fish you can, and you can trace the fish back to its source. With your share, you're part of the Sitka family, and you get monthly fish shipments of salmon, lingcod, crab, tuna, halibut, and you get the freshest fish while it's in season. They even even have recipes, but I've been steaming my cod in my Instant Pot. The fish is so delicious, you don't even need to do much to serve it other than cook it and eat it. So Weekly Dishers, here is how you get your $25 discount for the first month of a premium Sitka Salmon Share. Type SitkaSalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. So save $25 on your box. Again, type Sitka, S-I-T-K-A, SalmonShares.com backslash Weekly Dish and you save $25. All right, so in preparation for the big uh, Halloween event, I made a punch. Oh, you did? And I'm going to give you some when you come over today. Okay. So... I do posts for uh, Maker's Mark, Basil Hayden, for the sponsor of the show, Hornitos. I do a recipe post and the recipe I got to pick and I was like, I think I want to do a punch. So I got up my punch bowl and I made a like an, a, I guess it's like a whiskey punch, like an old fashioned punch. And then 
I put it together and I was like, okay, I also think I'm going to like put this in bottles yeah. for gifts. So I made my mother-in-law's birthdays coming up. So I made like her like a ready to drink cocktail out of it. Very good. That she can just pour because, you know, she likes to have an old fashioned at six o'clock every day. So I put that recipe up. Um, it's up on my stephaniesdish.com right now. But I thought, well, that's a fun you know, because I'm always gifting things, yeah. and so I think that will be fun. So when you come over, I'll have to have you try my punch. Um, also, I had, I forgot to tell you this. Okay, so we had our dinner at the Lexington last week. Yeah. Sweetland Orchards. I had an old-fashioned that yeah. they made with their ice wine. Oh, yeah. You love that ice wine. Oh, it's super it was so sweet good. for you. Like, well, that's, that's why I liked it. Yeah, I know. And Gretchen from Sweetland Orchard, she was like, well, it's kind of more like a Manhattan. That's probably why it, you I like was going to say it's not as much that, but it's still good. It was super good. Um, and she brought like 10 bottles of that ice wine to the event. And people, she sold out of them. And people were like, where can we get this ice wine? Oh, so nice. If you want to try something different, get the, I know that she has her ice wine at Certix. And then you make an old fashioned with it. And that's the You sweetener. make any drink. I yeah. mean, like, seriously, I think. Doing a little ice wine and whiskey, and then you put a little ginger beer to it. Like, to me, that's like, instead of using, like, you know how people... Simple syrup. Yes. Yeah. It just gives you a better, rounded out experience. Like a vodka with, put a little vodka with that ice wine, and that's just gorgeous. Yeah, see, that would not have occurred to me. Yeah. So, I was really and glad like some that... apple, like just some apple slices. Yeah, totally. Or like, actually, yeah, so many good things. Heat it up. So, we... Toddy, toddy time. Yeah, and it was it was really it was a great dinner, and we're doing one more November thirtieth with Emily from Vicre Distilling is coming, Redhead Creamery is coming, Isadore Nuts, and R and R Cultivation is going to be doing a mushroom thing. Wonderful, so you should come. Yes, it'll be fun. November thirtieth. There's tickets available at thelexmn.com. I just realized I forgot the Vicre cocktail book at my house. <laughs> oh, That's okay. No worries. I'll just put a picture of it up, and then I'll get and it. And then to we somebody. can ship it to them. Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, that is small cookbook swap details because we do have a great silent auction happening. One of the things being... We don't have a silent auction, we have a raffle. Thank you. Uh, Different things. Uh, One of the (laughs) items being an opportunity to come and sit in on the weekly dish. So that's always fun. Sorry, I didn't mean to... No, not at all. So I'm preparing for a TV segment on Monday and... I was going to do the apple Mountain Dew dumplings, but then I was like, I don't know. I just don't know if I can. So I'm going to do soups because I'm making so many soups. You have so many soups. What I did, though, you guys, and I started doing it this morning, so it's not finished. So this is something you'll be looking for from me this week. Okay. I like people ask me about my soup recipes all the time. And I was like, okay, I went on my website. I have made, let's see, one, two, three, four. I have like 15 soup recipes on my website. Yeah. So I'm going to do a post that has them all in it. Okay, good. One post. Let's do that. One area soup. Good. An aggregator so that we don't have to have 15 soups like on the Facebook. I love this. Good. So I'm going to put them all together in one post. And when making all the soups, here's the real crux of the segment. You put them in mason jars. People freak out when they see that I put soup in mason jars and freeze it. Oh. They are just you put like, everything in mason jars and freeze I know, it. I know. And this is the thing. So that's kind of the crux of the segment is to show, like, yes, you can use mason jars and freeze them. Yeah. And occasionally I do have one blow, but it's not a blow. It's a crack. Ooh. So when you go to pull out the jar, if you didn't leave enough headroom, which can happen on occasion, headroom being you leave like an inch and a half at the top. Because it expands. It expands. When it freezes. 
liquid. And that's for the quart, an inch and a half for the quart. For the pints, you can leave a little less. You can use like an inch. Yeah. And I never, what happens sometimes is I use a lot of vintage mason jars because whenever I see them at a thrift store, I buy them. Oh, yeah. Because I'm going through them like crazy. And sometimes you can get like an older one and it'll crack. They're not expensive, by the way. Like if you buy mason jars, if you're looking for them at hardware stores. It's twelve ninety five for a 12 pack ish. Yeah. Um, and, and they're just like, it's cheaper than, than what is the plastic stuff that you use? Like, yeah, I know. And when you give it to someone, it's, it's just more harder reusable. to store though. That's the bigger thing I find that like I can stack my Tupperware and shove it in a drawer. True. And I, my Mason jars live on like two shelves. Bring them all to me. Cause no, that means need, you have too many. No, I need them. <laughs> I just can't store them. <laughs> like I want them. <laughs> I actually have my booyah in a big old Mason jar. Like the rest of my booyah ended up in, in my freezer like that. Yeah. So, so if you looked in my freezer, they are like, I have a chest freezer. It is. You can stack them in your chest freezer pretty easily. Yeah, because you can stack them three high. So I'm going to do a segment on soup on Monday. No surprise. I love soup. Always have soup. I have also, by the way, started using my porch as my outdoor refrigerator. Okay, this means you have turned into Anne Hansen, my mother. No, I mean, I've always have used it. I mean, forever, I always have an outdoor porch. I mean, it was my landing at my old house. It was my deck at the first house. But this year, it was, it's, I have this whole, like, little porchy, you know, sort of sky deck area. And it's like, but the fact that I've already started, the fact that it's like, I have, like, a bunch of wine and beer out there. And then now I've got some soup out there. And I'm like... It's season. It's the season. It's the season of eating. Yes. We are planning for having some folks over tonight. And my husband's like, well, I guess should I get like a six pack? Like what kind of beer? And I was like, no, you get like three cases of beer and you get three cases of cider and put them each in different tubs and throw some ice on there. This is the start of drinking season, like an entertaining season more. So whenever someone pops by or you have a dinner party, like you have everything started. Right. Well, and it's like that. It's never. It's not going to go bad. No, you know what I mean. Like so, you don't finish whatever you got now. Dump out the water and then, just keep it in the tub in the garage. Yeah. and then, and then the, ready the for the one. next party. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah, so that's how we're planning for that. So what's your what's your, what's been the favorite soup that you made? Well, I I mean pea soup is a big one in our family because everybody likes the pea soup. Yeah, I really like this. Uh, I have like a Zupa Toscana knockoff from yeah. the Olive Garden. Yeah, so it's potato and sausage. And just that's one of my favorites. Creamy roasted tomato basil, too, because I use the roasted tomatoes from the garden that I dehydrated. Sorry to talk about tomatoes again, Stephanie. I know you have PTSD. I'm I'm getting better. I mean, um, I'm healing. I, I had still have like quarts and quarts and quarts of the tomatoes. Yeah. That were already roasted. So no, I'm fine if we start if we talk about using tomatoes. I just don't want to talk about roasting them <laughs> again, ever, until next August. <laughs> um, squash soup is also an easy favorite because you can do that in the instant pot. Yeah. And my sister was so funny. I'm like, here's some pumpkin soup. She's like, well, um, so I've been looking at your pumpkin soup. Like, what's that going to be like? What is that? What, how, what I was like, what, I don't like squash, that like squash soup. Oh, I love squash soup. That's all like, Lemma yes, said. The pumpkin pumpkins is are squash. Be the same. Pumpkins she, are squash. That's why when someone makes like a pu- uh, pumpkin pie, and then someone else goes, "Oh, a squash pie," they freak out and they're like, "Whoa, gross!" I'm like, "No, no, um, same, hello. same." <laughs> I have the good instant pot chicken wild rice soup too. Oh my god! Because I think cooking wild rice in the instant pot is really the way to go. Because obviously, you save so much time, energy. Um, some people too. I have a good uh, chicken chili verde, so a green chili. 
Mm. That is good if you're like going to be watching the game. Yeah, I got a, a little message from uh, Giant Baby who said, who obviously was scrolling my what to cook for when Instagram. Okay, that's he, funny. I know, because he, I think he saw my pumpkin dip that I posted and yep. then he clicked through because then he sent me a note being like, Ooh, let's have that white chicken chili. And he sent me a picture from there. You know, like, can we eat this when I'm home? I'm like, yes, we can. Oh, that's cute. He, by the way, you guys, I don't know if I've told you this in just sidebar. He, uh, he has a radio show. His radio show on campus. Shut up! Guess what they do? They talk about food. They review restaurants and play music. No! He and his buddy Mason, they they go to a they went to a burger bar, they come back, they break it down, they give it ratings, and in between they play like uh, like a song or so. Okay. <laughs> like on the college radio station? Yeah, on the college radio station. Can we listen? Um, I'm not really ready to give it out quite yet. Will you tell me in private? Yes. I, okay. Yeah. yeah. I just, that's amazing. I know. It's pretty funny. I just love that. Yep. See, this is how the kids are. This is the kids. I know. That is, God, this is so funny. I know. All the Saturdays. I, I knew you'd they, enjoy that. Yeah. For every Saturday, they don't listen to us. Oh, you guys. yeah. And that they call <laughs> in the middle of the show for all 20 years of their lives. But like, there was a, po- there was, what's funny is that on Facebook, it popped up one of those memory things and it was, it was like from seven years ago. It was micro Jake. For when before he was the giant baby, when he was just little baby, when he was hosting the Thanksgiving oh, show, it's so me. funny. Or the Halloween show, remember he did that one too. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Two things I want to say about soup before okay. we break. Yep. Uh, there are some good soup cookbooks that have come out of the Twin Cities that are like epic. Oh yeah. One is the Soup and Bread Cookbook, and this is Beatrice Okangas, who's like Okajangus. Thank you. Okajangus. Okay. She's just an amazing local treasure. Yeah. And she has a book called Soup and Bread. It's a Soup and Bread Cookbook. If you want to get someone a James Beard Award winning cookbook author cookbook, hers is amazing. Yeah. Also, a great cookbook is Meredith Deeds, who's been on our show and filled in for me a number of times. She has the cookbook 300 Sensational Soups. It's a cookbook that she did with her and Carla Snyder. She did it a while ago. Yeah. It's still like, I mean, I think she could be living off of the residuals from this book because it's still like on all of the like Barnes and Noble, Amazon, like they're still producing it. Nice. So that is the 300 Sensational Soups cookbook. So this week, and I'll post it on the Weekly Dish Facebook page when I get it compiled, I'll give a one post that'll have all the soup recipes for me, and then I'll post today the soup cookbooks if you have someone in your life that's interested in soup. Or tomorrow, if you're busy doing stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's going to come out tomorrow. Okay, let's just be clear. I don't want people to... Yeah, and then on Monday, I'm doing soup on Jason's show, so you can catch it there, too. Good. Okay. Okay. We're going to take a break, you guys. We are going to go into the Ask Stephanie portion. So don't forget to give us a call, 651 641 1071. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. This is the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, you guys. If you want to give us a call, 651 641 1071. If you want to send us a message, you can send it. You know, there's on the Twitters. Uh, I'm at Steph March. She's at Stephanie's Dish. Um, you can send it to us on the Facebook page. We try to answer those as quickly as we can. I know we did have a few questions this week. Um, I did want to um, let you know that I just saw this on Facebook, that the Aurora Borealis are going to potentially have a good showing tonight. Yeah, I, I you saw, saw that. that. And I just think that it's so funny because of all the... Idea like all the intentions of trying to see them in Iceland, and now it's like, oh, it might just be a Halloween night, like on my back porch. But I don't know if I'll be able to see them because St. Louis Park is so much brighter city wise than my old house out in the boondocks where it was just like pitch black. Yeah, I probably won't be able to, but it's hard too to get the scope with the trees. Yeah, 
Yeah, I know. That's the true. But if you get up, if you can get under a roof or something like that, which I can, um, you know, might be able to see it. I'm trying to get to the weekly dish page here to see if there's some. To see if there's some questions. Yes. Um, We did have a question about, I did get a question on Facebook or on Twitter the other day about um, suggestion for affordable and delicious takeout for a group of 30. Looking for casual, not a lot of tables, um, you know, that kind of stuff. And I think there's like people who are thinking not catered, right? Not necessarily catering, but like, so 30 people and doing takeout, that's always an interesting, it's like a group, right? Yep. And so I had suggested, you know, we did catering through Animali's Barbecue for a party for a shower. And that was basically, I think when you say takeout, it makes me think like you want individual portions. But for that kind of a group, you may need to do family style, family style. So that was great. Marty's Deli, you know, they're a pop-up sandwich place, but they I've seen them at events. They've had, like put out a huge amount of sandwiches, and that's kind of a nice thing to get some sandwiches and then a couple of side salads. Um, and then I thought about Nixta in Northeast. Oh, and yeah. So Nixta does, uh, they do, they'll go do a taco bar for you. They'll do a pig roast for you if you want to go that big. And El Burrito will too, actually. Yep. But they will also just give you, um, great meals. You know what I mean? If you want to do like a couple different meal kits and then have, you know, people kind of make your own if you're there. Um, and then of course I thought that you could pre-order a large number of, of rectangle pizzas you can't oh, like that's fun yeah you can't like they're not going to bring it to you but you can pre-order them they'll have it ready for the right time that you need it and if you think about it a, a rectangle pizza serves like six right or so i'd say four okay but you can yeah. you can pre-order and then you could finish them cooking at home like you can reheat them pretty easily well but i mean even if you don't yeah yeah you mean like later if you don't mm-hmm. finish it yeah that's true because they're kind of doughier well, so yeah, they hold up better. Yeah, I reheat. think like you. I think if you want to order them and pick them up ready, and then you, because you don't want to try to cook thirty pizzas like in your or you know fit ten pizzas in your oven. I don't know. I got a I got a big oven. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's rare. <laughs> someone asked on Twitter. She's having a bachelor party for her son next September. Oh, and wanted to know a place in Northeast that they could go to dinner. And so I was like, oh, and I threw out a couple places and she was like, well, there's 75 of us. I'm like, okay, well, that's these are different questions. I said, go to create catering. They will do a group of 75 pretty easily in their create dining space. It'll be lovely. It's hard to go to a restaurant on a Friday night with 75 people. It's not possible. That's right. Like you have to plan something else or do a buyout. Yeah. You have to do a buyout if you're going to do. And I mean, quite honestly, they could probably do Malcolm Yards. And this is kind of Northeast-ish, you know, and you have the back room or there's a side room that you could do. They do like while I was there the other day, they were setting up for a private party that I think was 75 people. So... You could easily do that. And they had like, you know, like a set, like Joey Meatballs was making meatballs in an area and they had another thing set up. So that would be a good one, too. Yeah. And if you're doing big like events, yeah, be prepared because like on Monday or Tuesday, I was doing something for a book club. Like other than coffee shop, little rooms, like no one is doing anything Monday and Tuesdays. The whole place is shut down. Right. Because they can't afford staff. Yeah. They can't find staff to do it. So it's not like. They're just deciding it. Um, we did get a question. Joe asked, where's a great place to find paella in the Twin Cities? Oh, does he want to eat it or make it? I think he wants to eat it to find paella, not find paella makings, but to find paella. So Bar Brava, I'm going to tell you this. Bar Brava has been doing paella nights. 
And I, I cannot get there. And it's either like a Wednesday, maybe, or a Thursday, but they make spectacular paella, but you just have to hit it right. Otherwise, there is this cafe, this Cuban cafe in South Minneapolis called uh, Guaya, sheesh, Guaya Carba something cafe. I got to look. But it's, um, it's, uh, no, that's not it. What about Rincon 38? Is that still open? Um, I don't know. Um, Guava's Cuban Cafe. Is that the one you're thinking of? Yes, Guava's Cuban Cafe is run by the guy who used to run uh, the Twin Cities Paella Club. Oh. And so that's a really great place to go. Victor's 1959 Cafe, I think they might have some as well. But Guava's, Guava's Cuban Cafe is where you want to go. That's by Ellie's house. Oh. Guava's is not... I think so. No, 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 no. That's not the one you're thinking of. That one's in South Minneapolis. Okay. She lives in St. Paul. Sorry, because there is a new Cuban or a Cuban yep. restaurant in St. Paul. Yep, there is. That's by her house. I'll have to think of the name of it. Yeah, I do too. I know. I know I've driven by it and I've seen it, but apparently it's... Uh, it's- I, if you're interested too, and you can rent paella pans from... Well, if you want to have a huge paella like food truck situation, the kitchen window has that all set up. And they also rent the pans. They'll come and they'll make it for you. Like, they've got a big setup. They can do hundreds or thousands. Yeah. And then um, uh, Kitchen Window, or excuse me, Certix has smaller paella pan situation rental where they'll get, like, all the ingredients ready for you and rent you the pan, rent you the stand, the propane thing, all of the stuff that you would need to have a smaller paella party in your own yard. Yes. El Cubano is the one you're thinking about, by the way. Okay. If you want traditional, it's on Dodd Road. Isn't that by her? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So El Cubano, and I've been hearing that it's pretty great with yeah. low-key Ellie said Cuban it was really good. empanadas, they, all that kind of good stuff. And they have, um, what are the plantains? She said they have really good plantains, the stones. Oh, yeah. The smushed plantains that are kind of like made into a chip. Yeah. I mean, that's not bad. There was a pop-up guy called Viva Cubano, and he was doing, he was doing paella. I think that was pretty great. Um but his Cuban sandwiches were great. But he's only, I, I'm waiting for him to get a store open, for God's sakes. That would be really great. I do. Do we have a caller? Um, we had a caller that just wanted to shout out the El Cubano place in um, West St. Paul. Oh, oh good. good. Thank oh, you. Good. I love having, you know, verification on that. <laughs> verification, contribution. All the good things, right? Um, okay, so that's it. Um, I have to tell you, can I just give you a moment, ask you a question? Yeah. Um, I, because I did go see the French. Uh, dispatch at the imagine willow creek and there were people like hanging out at the bar at willow creek <laughs> oh is and that I just, our bar game well we it's a bar in a movie theater and i don't think i've been there since they redid and added the bar and everything else but it was interesting because i uh i i just was thinking about it like is that are, are is you, that what we are, do are now? Are we doing now are we I, doing it? i think it's fine it's would you fun. go to the bar before or after the movie before but after, like, this what, is not my new thought. What was the movie that I went to with my friend Sarah Collins, and we got into a huge fight afterwards? It was a discussion fight about the movie. This is what oh, I. Oh, it was the Marriage Story with Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. Oh, I never saw that one. Yeah. And the people next to us moved. Oh God. Because I think we were making them so uncomfortable I talking bet, about I bet affairs. You were. But I also think there's, I think I love the idea of having it be there for after. Like I was thinking the people who are meeting there before, but I think it's for the after. For yeah, the, for the discussion. The discussion. Yeah, yeah, I love that idea. So I'm in for it. I mean, it is still a big old weird movie theater, but nonetheless, props for that. All right, you guys, we're going to take a pr- quick break. We'll come back for the second hour on My Talk 1071. This is the Weekly Dish. We'll see you soon.